Hi there. Welcome to the in-between. Uh, I, th I feel like everybody's going to get a double dose this week because I forgot to post last week's. So we're going to have to put it up. Here's the thing. That would explain why someone asked, do we still do the podcast? Yeah. yeah. But here, so what we can do is put out one today, Tuesday, uh -huh. and one out tomorrow. That's a great Wednesday. idea. Yeah. And so it'll wow. be, the, the one we put out today will be in between... In between last two sermons, yes, that won't so be get, confusing to well, people so at be, all. Yeah, so I thought we just did this chapter. Oh, sorry, guys. Uh, that's true. No, we're gonna. This one's still gonna go out before next next Sunday. It's just that the one from last Sunday, the last week, is gonna go out after you preached on it already. Bad comment. <laughs> it's the prequel. After. This is what happened when when Colson takes time off. Uh, nothing, right. nothing gets done. I was sick. Listen, it's still time <laughs> off. True that. Okay. Uh, hey, before we get going, before we get going, one of our faithful listeners, mm. Sean Dotson. Yeah, yeah, I know Sean. Yay. Came up I've to met me. Sean. On, I've met. I've met Sean. <laughs> every every single Sunday we get to meet Sean. Just <laughs> yeah. about. I know. He is. So he is awesome. And we and he came up to me. Um, with a special request. So for Sean and Kaysen's mom. So Kaysen, you're getting a shout out too. Ooh. Uh, Sean and Kaysen's mom, it's it's their birthday. It's her birthday, excuse me. Yeah. On Wednesday. So I guess Probably when this when is this coming comes out. out. Yeah. And, and wow, how do we know her? What's her, what's her name again? Sean's mom. Sean's mom. Sean's mom. Sean and Kaysen's mom. Sean and Kaysen's mom. That's wow. how she's known to the world as Sean and Kaysen's mom. I mean, for the rest of her life. <laughs> you don't. Yeah. You really, I mean, for a little while, yeah. your kids are kind of, I bet the boys you know, John's are, kids. If the boys are listening but to it, this, they're probably screaming. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, yeah, I, we I know, mean, we know it's actually what's Tiffany, funny but is, well, that's not what she's known yes. as. Growing up, I was always uh, oh, Pastor Redfern's or John's son. Yes. Right, exactly. John Jr., Little John, Johnny, all of those things. Um, but now that he's moved to Tyler... Mm -hmm. He and mom are my parents. That's right. That's right. Except for in the prime timers class. And then all of them call me Johnny now too. That's right. Oh, nice. It's just kind of a thing. The shoe oh, is on well. the other branch. There you go. Tiffany, I'm sorry. You will forever now. Maybe. <laughs> well, that, I doubt if she's mom. sorry about that. No, she's not sorry totally about that. That's the way it's supposed to be. Oh, that's exactly but yes, right. Sean, thanks for making that ask. What a kind gesture yep. for your yeah. mom. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Tiffany. Do you have a button you can push to celebrate I, happy birthday? I have... Okay. Happy oh, wow. Uh, that was that ain't it. That's not bad. That's not Yay, bad. Happy birthday, Tiffany. No, oh, yeah. that's no, that's not good. <laughs> nice. We're just well. pushing buttons over here. I don't know. <laughs> Goodness okay. gracious. <laughs> well, now record scratch again. Yeah. Jumping yeah, back exactly. to reality. Jumping hey, back to Chris. You're speaking again. Yes. Yes. I get and to do that again. And you're on. You you move through chapter twenty two, blew through it. Excellent. Yep. And now we are on to chapter twenty three. We are, and I think I'm thinking Samuel. two weeks. At two weeks easy at for one. easy for this one. Okay. Maybe three. Yes, but I'm hoping I can get done in two. Man, I mean, so how far? It's only twenty eight verses. What's what's keeping you? Um, there's well, a, there's a lot of good stuff there in this one. Is. Where um, I'm curious, how far do you think you're going to get? And then can I read to that section or do you want to just, I, I don't know yet. Okay. Honestly, I am not for sure where we're going to end up. Okay. Um, where, how far I'm going to get, I've just started jumping into it Yeah. and I'm already like literally 
it's like, um, you know, verse one, now they told David, behold, the Philistines are fighting against Keilah and are robbing the threshing floors. Mm-hmm. And, and I immediately like word two was like, wait, yeah. who are they? Right. Who, who, who is telling David this? Like, right. And there's a lot of significance to the idea. There's so much in this. So the Philistines are attacking Keilah, not near where David is. Yes. Like this is, David is on the other side of Israel, essentially from Keilah. Keilah is near Philist, near Philistia. Mm-hmm. So and David's just left Moab. He was there. <laughs> he was there not long ago, dadgummit. And, and now he failed, went all the way to Moab. And now yeah. he's in Judah, which is up in the hill country, in a forest in the hill country, apparently, mm-hmm. um, if the timeline's right. And now he's, so he's not that close to this. Yeah. And he's, they come to him and David's not like, you have a king. Right. Tell him. <laughs> right. Like, why are you telling me? <laughs> like, it's, it's, they're, why are they coming to David with this? David has four to 600 ragamuffins yeah. hiding in the forest with him, Sherwood Forest with him, right? Yeah. Exactly. As, as John pointed out last week. And I mean, if, if you got to listen to it before. Oh, you, you haven't yet. Oh, ouch. Well, sorry no, no, to no, result they, in the well, wound actually, there. Maybe they, they will have they listened, will have to, listened this to this by probably. this. That, well, no, that's what I'm saying. Oh, like, yes, it. but not last week. If you um, don't recognize that reference, <laughs> it means find you, the one before this Yes. One. So anyway, uh, I've okay. it's so, just wild to me. Already, we're like, there's so much to unpack already. I'm curious. So I was listening to a different sermon by Alistair Begg. Whoa. Uh-huh. And he was talking. Cheating. Cheating. I know, I'm cheating. <laughs> but I, so I read it and then I was also. But so here's what I'm cur- curious about, because he was saying you could potentially think that what's going on in Nob potentially could be going on right now. That's right. So it's like, it, could that be a reason why they're coming to David of like, well, Saul is being a little bit wild and he just destroyed Nob. Yeah. And it, so, could, it could be that know, literally at this moment, yeah, Saul, it, Saul is busy and yes. no one wants to mess with Saul because he's going crazy. Um, or they've just heard Saul just slaughtered all the priests at Nob. Like, I mean, that's a, that's a shocking I mean, it, mm. I don't even know, like, you know, an equivalent in America. There isn't one. But it, it would be like if if the president gathered up a bunch of guys and went down and slaughtered all the Supreme Court and just had them all killed. But you just boom, 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 boom. And, and wasn't even, like, secretive about yeah. it. Just or killed all of the Congress and and then came back and you'd be like, uh, you know, at that point, that. you know, China tries to invade and yeah. you're like, I don't, I don't know if I want to go tell him. Like, I don't want to be right. like telling him. I don't want to. Anyway, it's just it's just a still, crazy yeah. setup. Um, but anyway, I would have thought that it was the um, people that were with David told him um, because somehow it had reached them. But this may have been like an envoy yeah, exactly. all the way from the other side mm-hmm. of the. It country. may have been the yeah, it may have been the people of Keilah. It may yeah. be Gad. I mean, Gad's there still. Uh, maybe the prophet Gad tells him. Maybe it's just his ragamuffins. Some of them hear about. I mean, they're coming yeah. streaming from everywhere. Yeah. They're refugees coming to find him. And they tell him. Huh. And hey. some of them are like, hey, just so you'll know, the Philistines are. This is happening over here. Yeah. And maybe the inference is, and Saul's not doing and anything. And Saul's doing uh, nothing about it. Right. He's killing priests instead of taking yep. care of this. It's, and it's may, then maybe lot. that's. I feel like that then would make sense of why he, <laughs> at least his recorded response is not, well, what is that? He's like, oh, well, I guess I should consult to the Lord. Well, if I should, if I should do this, as we just talked about, one of these men is a shepherd, right, and the other one isn't. Yes, true. And so the people are coming to the one who is a shepherd. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, naturally, they're coming to their shepherd king, even though he is not a king yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this is, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a clear indicator that the people are coming to David to do the act of a king, not going to Saul to do the act of a king. Mm-hmm. And so people trust David more than they trust Mm-hmm. Saul to be a good king already. And David is literally hiding in the forest with a 400, maybe 600 ne'er-do-wells. And, and it's like, and yet they still trust him more. Ooh, mm-hmm. Verse six says, when Abiathar, the son of Ahimelech had fled to David to uh-huh. Keilah. So maybe this is before the slaughtering of the priests that they come tell him and he heads that way. And then that's where Abiathar Finds him. Finds him. Oh, yeah. See, that would even... That, that, that there is an overlap yeah. here. There's an overlap of what's happening. Of what's happening. Yeah, clearly. Verse 6, it, it makes it where there has to be an overlap. Yeah. And so they're... Uh, he's saying, like, they... as You're right. Mm-hmm. Like, it, what would make sense is everybody is fleeing to David wherever he is. People are coming to him. Not everybody. People are coming to him, and he is getting word of these things that are happening across the kingdom. He inquires of God. He goes down, and he uh, does what he does, which is to be a shepherd, just like you said. Right. And that's actually where Abiathar finds him. Yeah, that's right. That's what I think is happening. Wow. Hmm. But that also would have meant that Abiathar knew where he was, because everybody knows where David is. (laughs) (laughs) Who has a hard time finding the donkeys? You know what I mean? Yes, this isn't Saul's strong point. Finding things that are lost. This is a. There's definitely an irony in that, and I don't think that's missed. Well, on like this you said, story. one of them is a shepherd, and one of them is not. One of them is not. That's right. He can't, yeah. and no one's telling him. I mean, it's it's, it's the implication <laughs> it's, is that there are people uh, around him who probably know where I'm David not, is, and I'm they're not like, doing. I'm it. not telling him. Tell, you can tell him. Mm. So, but that also may, may be why Abiathar knows where he is is because he had just done this thing at Keilah, right? And everybody's like, well, we know who saved them. Right. Mm-hmm. And and this is also, and we find in verse 7 that Saul finds out he's there too. Yeah. Um, and so one of the things, I don't know if I'm going to like unpack the whole chapter or unpack a lot of the chapter first. Mm-hmm. I want to come back because one of my favorite theological principles is what's called middle knowledge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is one of the passages that shows the concept of God's middle knowledge, that God not only knows the future, but he knows possible future. He knows all the futures. Mm-hmm. He knows which ones will happen and which ones won't happen. But there's a this whole little conversation between David and God with Abiathar having the ephod. There's a whole bunch of yes or no questions, which again strikes you that David in verse 2 is, is has this conversation with God without an ephod, mm-hmm. it seems. And so maybe maybe Abiathar is already there, but it doesn't. Mm-hmm. It seems like Abiathar meets him in Keilah, so he can't be there before the battle of Keilah, right? And so right. and so David is having this conversation with God. God is giving him insight. In fact, God is giving him more clear insight than yes with or the, no answers. Ephod, yeah. And then in verse six, we start getting, um. God, David having this conversation with God that seems more like yes or no questions. Do you think people are as uncomfortable with the idea of the um, Urim and the Thummim as it it feels like uh, Western church going people would be? You know what I mean? 
Like the uh, idea that they're... It feels like an incantation or something like, and I'll throw the stones. Or the eight, the lucky eight ball. I mean, you know? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, a, that's very much so how it feels to me. So it's that, like, are, I don't know. If people actually examine this and, like, picture it in their heads of what David's doing when he's asking for answers from God. Right. Um, I don't know. Like, that just... It almost makes me want to make sure that we sit in that and be like, listen... Mm-hmm. This this is not a magic eight ball. Right. He is inquiring of God, and he has been given a prescribed way to do that. You're right. This is not... Yeah, uh, this, this is an instruction from God. Yeah. yeah. Right. This is not a... This isn't communing with dead spirits. This isn't right. magic. This isn't Which anything. Saul does not too long from now. Yeah, exactly. We're going to run into that very, okay. very quickly. Yeah, we were joking about... We just read that... Uh, I just we just read that in the executive team meeting, and I was like, uh, "Paul, you want to you want to preach? <laughs> you want to preach this? Sunday uh, when we get this to is this? not great." Uh, yeah, I've, I've wondered if I could it's probably around Christmas if I could catch somebody off guard and say like, "Hey, could you preach coming up?" And I don't know, maybe you know, chapter twenty nine, whatever gonna, it is. We're gonna do the Christmas story, the <laughs> Christmas story of the Witch of Endor, the Witch of Endor with. Uh, Saul talking to Marley and Marley. Sorry. <laughs> John will have a solo. And uh, I'm going to have to put somehow a witch's face on an Ewok. There you I mean, go. I have to do that. I mean, you can't say indoor. The witch and of I indoor. Don't... I think it's just the black and white one with the horns. That's the witch of indoor. The witch of indoor. Okay. I mean, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Oh, exactly. yeah. He, the shaman, the Ewok shaman. Definitely. That was definitely the witch of indoor. <laughs> yeah, that's, that may we have to go with. Oh I actually gosh. may know that that Ewok's name. Really? I think that may be just the Ewok elder. We don't get a name for him. But is it in the? Never mind. It's it, not in the we're, movies. We're just. Yep. Sorry. So it is a. Uh, it's 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 David asks God for input, yes. which again, <laughs> well done. Yeah. I mean, how often do we see military leaders, especially in the Bible? Mm-hmm. mess up because they forget to ask God before they go into battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, so I love this. <laughs> he asks, Yeah. God says, yes, go and attack them. Yeah. So David comes to his men and says, this, this is, this is so real. Yeah. Um, David goes to his men and go, Hey, Hey, God said we need to go down and rescue Kila and that he's going to deliver the Philistines into our hand. Record and the scratch. men are like, uh, uh <laughs> okay. Could we vote? Behold. <laughs> we're, we're already terrified here. They just, they here. just did a full behold. <laughs> we, we are afraid here in Judah. So we're, we're, we're barely hanging on here, David. Like we're barely keeping it together here. And you want us to go attack Philistines in the Shephelah, and, which is right next door to the Philistia. Yeah. And you got to be like, and then David inquired of the Lord again. Ah, uh, they're saying <laughs> yeah, no. Exactly. I love that he asks again. This... This is what I want my relationship with God to be like. Absolutely. Like, I go to God, and I think it is sometimes, like, I go to God, like, hey, God, guide me in this, and God gives me an answer, and then I'm like, but maybe not. Can I, can I, <laughs> then you go to I the staff again? and say, this is what we're doing, and the staff goes, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Why don't you go back and check again? Could you please verify that answer? Maybe get some ID. A, listen, I mean, Saul gets the no from his men. He doesn't ask God if he no, should kill no. the priest. No, no it's like, just, you do what I said. <laughs> exactly. You won't do it. Doeg, go do it. And so, <laughs> um, so 
So he God tells oh him twice, gosh. and yep. David's like, okay, I ask. So we go. And, in fact, David is victorious. And his men went with him. Like, that's I a know big it. deal. I know they're it. scared I know to death. It. Yes. And he's like, no, he said to go. And they're like, all right, this is how we die. Yes, exactly. That's so great. You got to believe that at the end of a lot of these guys' lives with David, there was just a lot of... Well, I thought we would have died a long time ago. (laughs) I thought for sure we were going to die at Kila. Like, yeah. You remember that one? We had like pitchforks. Mm. I wonder if I should read that section. You know, there's that section in Edward's book, uh, The Tale of Three Kings, Mm -hmm. when the young, I'm trying to remember who it is. There's the young man. It's one of of the Mm -hmm. new young mighty men or whatever goes and finds one of David's old mighty men. Mm-hmm. And asks him a bunch of questions like, you know, what was it like? And he's like, you mean hiding in caves with a weeping commander? Like a commander who cried all the time. Well, let me tell you what. <laughs> it was great. Hungry, starving, cold, hiding in caves. Felt great. Was yeah, super excited exactly. about this opportunity to serve the Lord. Exactly. So it's it's David goes in and wins. Abiathar shows up. And this is what I love is then, then David starts apparently going to the ephod after this conversation. And I've got to think that's the same thing as us. Like, like I, I can talk to God and I ask God questions and ask God for guidance. And I feel like sometimes God guides me with impressions or ideas or thoughts or, or, you know, sometimes I'm even like, it seems like it's almost audibly in my head, like Mm -hmm. this, like sometimes it's more clear than other times. Mm -hmm. I love that David has that. Mm -hmm. And yet, as soon as that ephod shows up, he's like, Oh my gosh, Thank you. We can we can now ask yes or no questions and get a clear answer. Um, That's so the best. Chris Rice uh-huh. um, has a song that came out later. Um, and well, I guess later. That's weird because it was a long time ago. Um, it wasn't his early stuff, uh, but he had a, a song called "Smell the Color Nine. You remember? Yeah, that I remember one? that. Huh. Uh, I can sniff, I can see, I can count up pretty high, but these faculties aren't getting me any closer to the sky. Mm-hmm. My heart of faith keeps pounding, so I know I'm doing fine. But sometimes finding you is just like trying to smell the color nine. Yep. Um, he <laughs> says inside of that song um, that he's never heard God speak, but somehow God has led him here. And I remember thinking, like, if Chris Rice, I mean, he was one of my heroes um, as a singer-songwriter when I was in, you know, middle school and high school. Um, and I was like, if Chris Rice hasn't, doesn't feel like he's audibly heard the voice yeah, that of he's God, never like, heard directly. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm doing okay. Yep. Like, cause that dude is faithful. And if you can be faithful like that, well, as far as I can tell, he's, he is. Um, if you can be faithful like that with that limited, you know, the, the number of times that I find myself weeping <laughs> to God that I just can't hear his voice or whatever. And it's like, it's not like he hasn't told us what to do. <clears throat> you know? Right. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's, and then the, sometimes he does give us insight into like the next step or the next plan or yeah. the whatever. And I, I love the idea that I assume David is just as, even when he goes to fight in Keilah, he's still not 100% sure God told him to do it. He's just as sure as you can be. And so he's like, I, I, this is what I believe God is telling me to do, so let's do it. And this is the character that God has developed in David, hmm. that he is a shepherd. Yeah, that, that's right. That he, 
David knows God as shepherd and knows to be a shepherd. So if I'm going to die, I'm going to die doing the right thing. Yeah, that's really, that's another good point. Um, Because he doesn't ask, I mean, later on, um, and I don't, it's not this one that I was thinking of, um, but later on, he'll ask with the ephod, um, like real specific questions about like, are we going to win if right. we go do this? Right. Are we going to fight? And that's not what he says to, or that's not what he asks God before. He says, shall I go and attack these Philistines? Right. And the Lord said to David, go and attack the Phil- Philistines and save Keilah. Now, and save Keilah would indicate that he felt like there was going to be victory. And then the yep. next response is, I will give the Philistines into your hand. Yeah, exactly. It, it takes that like, um, the faith of knowing, oh, he's going to deliver Goliath because into my hands. <laughs> Goliath is insulting God. You yep. know, yep. these guys are just stealing wheat. Yep. But yeah, anyway. and it's a, it's a, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a fascinating picture here again. I think this it pictures all the way through, we get this shepherding thing played out, whether we spot it always or not. But mm-hmm. the, the fact that the sheep know the sound of their shepherd's voice and, and, again, and they that, follow their shepherd. And that has so the way he's acting right now has so much to do with what God did with him when he was yeah. a child. Yep. And being faithful in little bitty things. Isn't it, isn't it fascinating? Like David did not go get a master's in leadership or anything like that. Like what made him such a great leader is that this model of of shepherding leadership mm-hmm. is is what he gets. And somehow he's able to turn that into that the experience as a shepherd mm-hmm. being shepherded, and he's able to he's able to turn that into a really cool thing. You so, heard it here first, folks. Yep. Chris Legg does not believe in postdoctorate work <laughs> or post graduate yeah. work. Uh, I don't think that's what he said. But <laughs> um but it is fascinating. Yeah. That if you're if you're a great student like David apparently was, you can learn anywhere. Anywhere in that situation. And and again, that we see it all through. It's it's a vital skill that he's got here. Yeah. How do you shepherd people? We're definitely well? not making it to solve pursuing day. Um, so is yes, it, exactly. Would it, would it just have been kind of common knowledge because of you know being set up with the priestly garments that everyone knows that consulting like that you can consult the Lord with with the ephod. I'm I'm like because to me it doesn't. He he's like well okay well the ephod's here. Come on, let's let's right, consult right. the Lord. Is to well, me, not, it's like, but not everyone can use the ephod. Okay, first of all, okay, okay. So it's supposed to be a priest <clears throat> right. who who uses the ephod. And then remember the way we learned about it was the ephod does not always speak. Yes, 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 yes. That's right. And so I forget about um, that because it isn't just you can reach in and get a yes or no answer. It's that there is a stone that glows or doesn't glow. Yeah. And it has to be brought out to see if God is delivering an answer, which is, that's pretty, if, if that is correct, if the correct understanding is there were actually three stones um, and one of them is the, I'm speaking and I'm not speaking. And the other one is, oh, then there's yeah, a yes, yes stone no. and a no stone. Okay. And that's, that's, that's a big, that makes it not, deal. you know, that makes yeah. it a little different. That makes it like, now it's a, 
you know, a, a magic eight ball that, you know, <laughs> glows without any power behind it. Right? Man, it sure a, looks like those things glow, though, right? With that, whatever yeah. ink is inside of them. That's but, crazy. But that makes a lot of sense then. Sorry, Sorry, just no, no, just going back to like, well, why didn't Saul just consult the Lord to get a yes or a no? But it, but if the Lord's not in it, yeah, he and couldn't we get see, it. And sure, and, and also, and right, Saul, Saul right, could have right. had God standing right next to him. It feels like totally during part of this, <laughs> totally. and been like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. That's right. I don't need your thoughts on this. And would have forgotten to ask anyway, probably. Yeah. So, I mean, that comment. Yeah, that's pretty harsh. Pretty okay. harsh. Okay, there you go. We got a lot to unpack. That's going to be great. a couple of weeks, I think, at least. Be encouraged. <laughs>